and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Are y'all watching the Olympics? Because I have been loving every moment. I mean, there has been some really dramatic things happening, of course, but I just wanted to share with you something I'm noticing that's really cool. (laughs) Watching these athletes, and especially after this last, you know, year and a half, this pandemic that we are in and coming out of and working through, you know, with them having their Olympic date moved by an entire year, it's amazing because you can really see Everything that we talk about here on the show, you can see in these athletes in real time what's going on in their mind, who's kind of, you know, battling those demons inside, who's more open and free, um, who's really present. And it's not a bad or good thing at all, right? I mean, it's just the nature of our humanity, But the thing that's really cool is that, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard when we're in our own stuff to see clearly, you know, or kind of have an understanding of of our mind and um, and how much we engage with it and how it can really shift our perspective or change our moods or affect our behaviors and our relationships. When you're in it, it's hard to see. But watching the Olympics looking at these athletes, it is literally a physical illustration of what we talk about here. If you haven't watched any, I really highly suggest that either you tune in for this next week if you're catching this this um, episode in real time, um, or just look up some, some different um, meetups on on YouTube, you know, I say meetups because clearly I've been watching the Olympics, (laughs) you know, any of the swim meets or the, or the running, um, or what else have I, gymnastics, of course, Simone Biles, you know, it's, there was so much, there was so much in the media and so much like societal pressure around Simone Biles, in case you haven't heard about what's going on or what happened with her. um, She has carried a heck of a lot of pressure herself, mentally, um, of course, physically as well. But she has decided to really carry on. And I think she had chosen to do this Olympics, which wasn't necessarily her first choice. It's just that she felt like she should in order to kind of carry on, you know, be a bridge from the old way of the Olympics where there was a lot of abuse into the new generation moving forward where there's been a big light shown on all of the abuse in the gymnastics part of the Olympics. Um, You know, so things are really evolving and changing. Very apropos for 2020. All the crap is getting, you know, pulled up to the surface so we can begin to get rid of it. Anyhow, Simone Biles, my God, this woman, this incredible powerhouse, this athlete who has been training every day of her life since she was three years old, for her to experience such 
stress, right? She had so much going on in her mind. Everything that was racing inside of her, not only about her own performance and how she was going to do, how she was going to hold up the entire team, right? She's, she had that kind of pressure going on inside of her head because she's the eldest of the team and all of the rest of the gymnastics team are first timers, first timers for the Olympics. And so she really felt like she needed to be the linchpin for the whole team and just so much going on. And then of course, everything else that's going on with all of the abuse and, and how she was navigating that because she was involved in all of those. Um, she was involved in the, you know, in the different abuse allegations as well, being abused herself, my God. Anyhow, for, you know, for her to watch, like I say, this was physical illustration of what we talk about here. I could hear in the preliminary workups, you know, when they, workouts, I should say, um, when they start to compete just to see if they're going to get put into the running for the medal competition. Okay. So it's the preliminary competition for the meddling competition. And at the end of the day, she had said, to the media, she said, I'm really happy that I've qualified for everything. That's the biggest, that's, that's the goal. But I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm incredibly, I was incredibly nervous. It's the most stressful part of the whole process for me. She was really holding herself together, but I could feel, I could sense in her how much was going on inside of her mind. And how much of that inside of her mind she was identifying with. That she was taking so seriously that she needed to do all of these things, right? As opposed to just being and that being enough. But I can totally understand when you're living life and you're taking all these punches from every different direction... That's what kind of happens to us, right? We take things on. We just keep taking one more thing on, one after another, until all of a sudden we look up and we realize we're under this tower of expectations and judgments that we have on ourselves. And I could see that in Simone in her in her interview at the end of the preliminary competitions. And then sure enough, the next day, she experienced what they say in the gymnastics world is the twisties. And the twisties are basically when you get up in the air, your mind completely loses its sense of spatial awareness. And typically it's brought on from stress. And so when she got up on, in the air, when she did the vault on her first day of competition for medals... She completely lost where she was. And that's so dangerous because she could have landed on her head. And thank God she didn't. She landed on her feet. But for her to go inside of herself, she it was the most beautiful wake-up call. You know, Maya Angelou or Oprah Winfrey, one, one of them, I, I can't remember who was the original one. I, I would like to say it was probably Maya and then Oprah repeat, repeated it. But they always say, you know, God speaks in whispers until she slaps you across the face. 
And her Simone Biles getting the twisties while she was up in the air. That was the slap across the face of girlfriend. (laughs) You need to not be going to your head about all these expectations that you believe that you should be keeping up with, right? Go inside of yourself. What do you want? What do you need? And I love that when she experienced that, she stepped off the world stage and said, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And she honored it. She listened to it. That was her wisdom, her true knowledge, the thing that is in us all day, every day. Right? If only she had somebody, and it's okay because everybody has their path and Frankly, her coming out and standing up for herself and really holding a boundary about I need to make sure I am safe. And then, of course, you know, it. she was also thinking about her teammates in that way because she was like, if I keep going and I keep messing up, we're not going to even meddle in this competition. So she thought about herself first, and then that brought clarity to what was possible if she were to keep pushing herself, Right. It's amazing how life unfolds when we listen to us ourselves first, put our oxygen mask on first, then we see clearly, right? But for her to hold that boundary and to be able to stay on the world stage, this is what, this is what I need. This is what's important. Oh my God, it is so fantastic because... It has started a conversation in the world of athleticism that hasn't really been prominent. You know, the message really has always been push harder, faster until burnout. So many gymnasts, Olympian gymnasts have retired at 19 years old because of it, right? So many athletes have become paraplegic because they push themselves so far And they end up doing these horrible, having these horrible accidents that end up really changing the course of their life. So what unfolded was beautiful. And I'm so glad she took care of herself. But at the same time, I will tell you, there was a part of me while I was sitting on the couch watching her work that I thought, my God, I wish I was there and I knew her. Because if she knew from four or five years ago, right, after the last Olympics, if she knew about the difference between her true knowledge and her little ego mind that throws all these different opinions and perceptions and judgments and expectations at her that have nothing to do with her, they have everything to do with everyone else, right? I so wish I could have been there for that. (laughs) I would have wanted her to compete if she wanted to. But she would have felt much more grounded and not like she was being pressured by everybody else around her. But again, like I said, I'm so glad it worked out the way it did. Because man, it has highlighted mental health in such a beautiful way that is going to be a game changer for 
the Olympics. Anyhow, well, clearly I was passionate about that one. (laughs) So yeah, if you haven't caught any of the Olympics, if you're listening to this in the future, (laughs) look up some Olympic competitions because it is so fascinating. You know, the more you start to see this stuff, once the more you start to realize like, oh my God, that person is living in their own thoughts. That person is living in their own world of thoughts. And that person is thinking up their life. And that person is thinking up their perspective. I'm saying the same thing in five different ways. The more you see it, the more you learn for yourself about yourself. The best thing you could ever do is just live life with this awareness. You know, it's not always about looking at yourself and reflecting on what's going on inside of you. The more you see it outside of you, objectively, It's incredibly powerful. And frankly, you will get some really incredible insights into your own life by seeing it being illustrated in front of you. It's really an amazing thing. I could even see in a runner's face. It's amazing, you know, because they've got cameras that are following these athletes really close to their face as they're competing. I can see it when someone goes from mindset to present. In fact, I was watching little 100-meter running today, women's running. I say little because I've also been seeing them do like 1,000 meters, and it's insane. But, you know, these little short uh, sprints. And there was this one woman, and it was incredible. I could see the weight in her forehead because she was so focused on her training and the end goal and mindset, mindset, mindset. And the gun went off and she starts running. She did a couple of of hurdles and all of a sudden she had a smile on her face. And I knew she was present. And she left everybody in her dust. (laughs) because of it. (laughs) So cool. Whereas if she stayed in her head, the potential of somebody else, you know, hauling ass and getting past her was very high, you know, because it isn't about your mind. As an athlete, it absolutely is about learning how to block out the noise and kind of not focus on the noise in your head, right? That's kind of the first steps of learning. But man, when it's game time, it's time to be present and forget the rest. If you want to be the best that you can be. And I think that's a life lesson. Whether you're an athlete or not. Well, for moving forward, I did want to let you guys know, I am actually going to be taking the rest of August off as a sabbatical. And uh, when I get back in a month, uh, 
we have some really exciting folks in line for some great conversations. Um, and I'm really excited to share those. I am I'm kind of going back to the very beginning of why I started this podcast, which is, you know, if you listen to some of those first episodes, I used to share a little bit more about my experiences that I was uh, that I was having in my life, you know, some really beautiful things um, that I had experienced and what that feels like. And not to say I haven't shared stories. Of course I have. It's the way I do things. But, you know, my impetus was to share what moved me through life. That's why it's called What Moves You. <laughs> so that's going to be the intention for the next season is bringing people into the chair across from me. And I'm going to start asking folks, what moves you? What moves you? Hear about some of their trials and tribulations that they worked through. But the more important thing is the moment after. The experience that they had in coming out of those moments Because we all know what discouragement feels like. We all know what all of those yucky things can feel like, right? But it's the coming out of it that I really appreciate listening to from folks. Because it's amazing what wisdom does, you know, how wisdom guides us so differently for each and every one of us. Whether you're running a business or you're a performer or an artist, you know, just a parent So many different things. So that's what's on the horizon. My final word for you today is, I really hope you take the time for the end of the summer here to um, really just enjoy life. You know, if you're somebody who does a lot of self-help listening, whether it's to podcasts or you read a lot of books or you journal a lot or you meditate a lot or, you know, all of those things are so incredible and beautiful and wonderful. And it's amazing what happens when we just live life. So if you are somebody who's in constant kind of search or really working on yourself, and I only say that to you guys because I know that a lot of you probably do. Highly intelligent, emotionally intelligent folks. I know who you are. You're my peeps. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think it's important to put it all down sometimes. Watch a movie. Go for a walk. Do those things instead of kind of working on yourself. Because like I said at the beginning of today... The more you just live life from this awareness, it's amazing how much you can learn just from observing people around you, your relationships, your friends, your family, people walking down the street. That's always a fun game. If you're a people watcher, it's amazing to kind of look around and watch people's faces because like I said to you about the runner, you can tell when people are present and when they're not. It's really interesting. Get curious about other people. 
Ask them what they're up to. What makes them tick? It is just so fulfilling for both people. You'll learn. They'll learn. It's enriching. It's just beautiful. So just get in there. Get into your life. (laughs) Get out of the book. Go live a little. The book will always be there. And I'll always encourage you to go back to it. But for right now, (laughs) I'm giving you permission to put it down. All right. I will miss you. But I have so much energy and excitement for when I come back. So enjoy the rest of your summer if you're listening to this in real time. If not, I hope this message was helpful for you, even if this is in two years' time and you're just now hearing it. Um, But until we meet again, sending love in all directions, always. Always.